Welcome back to another episode to the Congo Report, the hottest, newest podcast for Congolese culture and social political pan African discussion. I am your hostess Muyumba. Welcome back to another edition. It's our first episode. Um, I know I'm doing this actually pretty late. Um, bear with me, people. Um, it's been a long weekend for me, but I'm back. Wanted to get into the first topic, Les African Horizons. Um, I found this uh, article on Facebook, actually. It's about um, this young student. Her name is Esther Musube Onema. And she's 22 years old. She um, goes to Central Florida University and she is studying to uh, be a future um, logistics engineer. And she, I think, believe she's interning at Facebook. And uh, while she was interning, she was so good at her job, she was uh, put in charge of the logistics and uh, all the functionalities of, for the mobile division. So, like how we are able to access the the, the apps on uh, like Facebook and uh, Instagram and things like that. She was put in charge of that because she was so uh, intellectually sound. And uh, she has said that she's wanted to create her own business, her own entreprise. And she ha- actually already has a name for it. Um, it's called uh, Mai Mai Tech. Um, and I just think that this girl, she's on her way up to do something really great that can uh, help the community by, one, just seeing someone like her do big things um, like uh, be an engineer because for some reason we don't think of women being in those kinds of jobs or those kinds of positions so I think it's really good that she is doing what she wants to do and is doing them at a young age and excelling and so shout out to her magnifique 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 all right that was a really short one (laughs) She's the only one that I had today. There were some other contenders I actually had. Um, but um, well, there was one girl actually from Haiti. And I can't remember her last name. Her, her first name was like Katerina or something. And uh, she is an opera singer. And I believe that she um, she did something at some opera house. I think she was like the first black or something. And But she's Haitian. Haitian ID. And uh, I just um, I just thought it was cool because I um, another fun fact about me is that uh, I actually have classical training, uh, singing, um, so you know I always find those things pretty interesting, um, especially when it's a, a black person, um, and so, or somebody from the the diaspora. Um, let's see here. Oh 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 because today is, uh, it's Monday when I'm recording this. You guys are going to be listening to this on Tuesday. It is Monday night and, um, the Miss Universe pageant just happened. And I'm so excited because South Africa, Miss South Africa won 
and I was jumping for joy, jumping for joy. Um, really beautiful statuesque model type looking girl. And um, she really spoke so eloquently about her ex- experience, about how her beauty in her younger years was not appreciated and how um, now she hopes that the position, with the position that she may have, uh, she was speaking about this right before she won, would you know encourage other youngsters especially young women to appreciate their beauty um, especially when they look like her or have similar features like her and she she was real african she had the short haircut and everything and it was working for her and so i'm really excited because miss south africa is now miss universe and i know all those other people are mad 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 but that's okay um we won all right, that is all from our first section of this show, Les African Horizons. Um, next, we're going into our pop culture segment, the Hot Tops from Around the Globe. I'm thinking I want to come up with a new title for this. You guys let me know um, in the comments. Send me a voice message. Um, first, Cardi B has landed in nigeria and by the looks of it on instagram she's having a ball um she was like really hype and really excited about this guys i there is a um if there was a clip on i think it was on jadena's instagram page of meeting her in uh, lagos and they went to a strip club in nigeria <laughs> i was like Oh my god. It's like wherever she goes, she just has to she it's like the strip club is like her safe place. So she has to wherever she goes, she has to find something like that. And she's yeah. I I thought it was really funny. Um but I, I don't know if this is um something maybe because I just didn't think of it. I didn't know that uh, Nigerians had all these uh strip clubs. I imagine there are not many. Because um, Nigeria is a highly uh, religious society, whether they're Muslim or uh, or Christian. Uh, by the way, um, Nigeria is a Muslim-majority country. A lot of people don't know that. The Muslims in the country actually outnumber the Christians by like 3 or 4%. So they're almost half and half, but not really. But it still counts, I guess, as a, as a Muslim-majority country. But I think some people maybe the christians are more like popularized or something but you know i thought that was um something to put out there for people to realize and think about and put on their radar next um there was a video of inos b um not of him but his song that he did with diamond platinums Um, being played at like an American basketball halftime show and I thought it was really great because the the cheerleaders really got all the steps Um, they like it looked like they studied this video for like a really long time and and um, everybody was clapping I don't know I I guess a lot of people not just Africans know about this song now and I think the song is like bigger than africa it's just like 
multiplied into this thing um but i thought it was really cool to see that like another congolese song is like and tanzanian song um if you count the rem if you know because i think it was the i don't know if it was the remix that was being played um but yeah i i really liked and enjoyed the video i thought it was really nice the cheerleaders they dance really well next is uh oh oh my football fans you're gonna love this one so tepe mazembe um they won over the weekend um against uh zesco and united two to one sorry my phone was really loud i thought i turned it off um they won again they've been doing really well guys they've been doing really well um even with i think there was like you know a minor setback you would think because when the uh, president of the club um uh monsieur moise katumbi he was uh you know going through it with being in exile and all this you know fiasco i thought uh, that it would probably be you know the resources for the club would go down or um that uh they you know because and then also because of the resources that that are that funds the club you know equipment um you know places to train blah 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 proper proper uh uh training facilities that you know maybe that the 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 quality of play would go down but it has actually been quite stable um and they've been excelling they're really really good um and i'm so glad that they are based in lumobashi i mean i next time i go to congo i think i need to like find a store where they have their jerseys because i uh <laughs> I, I can't i don't think i can leave one or find one online shoot god dang it i need to find one online and get one for myself with the little uh crocodile on there um but yeah i'm really happy for them they um um they're doing really well in the champions the african champions league so uh we're wishing them all the best all the way from united states um new singer um debutante singer sara kalume kuini um she has a new song out called uh, busoba nanga um i hope um hopefully my lingala speakers out there if you guys are listening um i hope i pronounced that that right i was like oh when i was researching and looking up stuff i was like oh god i hope i pronounced this right because you guys know i you know i'm an eastern girl a zambian girl so the language the the lingala language doesn't come like that for me hopefully somebody can help me um so yeah um i think there was something else that happened earlier today well we're going to be getting into other things like the benny thing um last week uh, i think felix chisikedi he uh the president 
he made an announcement um, last last week about something. It was some some bull crap about nothing. People thought that when they saw the video, they were going to talk be talking about the unrest in Benin, but he took a whole different direction and was talking about you know other things that yes that need to be talked about, but were not as pressing matters as this topic in Benin, you know. Um, but yeah we're going to talk about that later oh there's so there's this new uh, i she's new to me i don't know if it's she's new to other people but there is an a singer or rapper I'm not really sure what she's doing um just because <laughs> and i don't mean that it's shade um she's a musician she dances and um i think that uh she's becoming really popular she's uh, again like she's new to me but uh, she is the first female congolese artist to go over a million views at least that's what i heard but i don't know if that's true because i'm like aren't there some gospel singers out there one the one the, who's the one that had the kumama song on or something like that. I thought she had passed a million views, but maybe I'm but maybe I'm wrong. I have to double check that. But they're saying she's the first one to pass a million views. And she has a new song out called Ninani. Where actually she's actually gonna be my um my um uh, um my the song is gonna be what I'm going to have you guys listen to in the Muziki Wakati section of the program, but that's going to be later on. Later on. All right. Wasn't that much news today, or maybe I've not just um, I'm just not that interested in the topics that I picked today. I don't know. I felt I had I would have more to say, but um, yeah. Um, oh, oh. So then let's go on and move on to our next section. It's your brain teaser for the day. Um, question of the day. Question du jour. And um, the question for today is, would you marry outside of your race? Or if you wanted to only marry a Congolese person, would you marry outside of your tribe slash ethnic group? and uh let's see it's a bit of a double-barreled question and uh um you know growing up in the united states you know you see people from um all creeds all races and um and you know a lot of mixed people as well um and sometimes very interesting um mixes as well i um i think what's the i think like there's this show that i watch um called the view for those who don't know and it basically is talking about um um different there's five hosts and each host has their own view or take on things and i'll, I'll 
over the years they've shifted to being more political politically um, inclined as far as their content um, and there's one lady on there her name is Sunny Hostin and she used to be a, a former federal federal prosecutor and um, Let's see. She said she's she's Afro-Latino in the sense that on her mom's side, um, they're Puerto Rican. And then her, on her dad's side, he's African-American. Um, but she said she had a, a, a grandfather who was a, a Sephardic Jew. And so there's a lot of mixture up there. Like also Bruno Mars is pretty interesting mix. He's Puerto Rican. Russian Jew and Filipino so it's very interesting how uh, people can be intertwined and all that it's it's really interesting and I um, so for me being disclosed to all that I would say yes as long as yes i would marry outside i think i would be okay marrying outside of my race it's not my preference but i would be okay with it um as long as they'll be able to accept my my culture my um values are they we have to be on the same page on our morals and our values and um let's see Oh yeah, they ha they have to respect my family. My family is huge, you know, to me. You know, someone who has manners, etiquette, chivalrous, he has to be that kind of guy. And uh, if I chose to stay more insular, and uh, let's say I chose to be inside the community i you know i wouldn't mind dating a bahimba person but you know my mom was <laughs> my mom was telling me that you know um well she she, she didn't say that she said like she heard that's the you know the general the general stigma for bahimba people is like they have this knack for wanting to fight um <laughs> i was just like yeah, I can see that. I think I have a little bit of that in me. Um, Bemba people? I don't think I've actually met too many Bemba people or Tabwa. Or those kind of uh, those kind of groups from Zambia. So I'm not sure. But um, I, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. I remember when I was younger and I would go to Congo. Um, I remember there was one time we went... And uh, I wasn't too, my Swahili wasn't, you know, wasn't advanced yet enough to like speak to my, my Shangazi or, or, or my Kambo. Um, and <laughs> we were at Shangazi, my Shangazi's house. And uh, she asked me, you know, she was like, well, what languages you speak then? It's if you only you speak English and what? And then my mom was saying, oh, she speaks German. And she was like, oh, no. Now she's going to marry a German person. <laughs> and I was just like, I said, you think I'm going to marry somebody who's German just because I learned how to speak German? She was like, yes, makes sense to me. And I was just like, okay. 
I'm not going to tell her no, but, uh, <laughs> you know, because, you know, she was old and, um, but she was a really lovely lady. She's passed on now, but I just remembered that about her, um, since we're talking about dating outside of our race and, you know, she, and you have to think, you know, she grew up in a time where, you know, the white people that were around were not very pleasant. She pretty much lived her whole life like childhood you know adolescent and early adulthood she lived under colonization so um her perception of um europeans is a little bit different than someone who grew up in the states um <laughs> um but maybe that or maybe not maybe they are a little bit similar all right i want to know what you guys think um, let me know in the comments on Instagram after you listen to the podcast or as you're listening to the podcast when you get to this section. Let me know your thoughts. Um, I'll, I have to post like uh, some page or something or no, like make a make a post on Instagram of uh, the question of the day. Um, that way you guys can actually write on there or you can leave a voice message and then we will read back the answers that you guys give on the next episode of the podcast. Um, I'm always willing to let people, um, add something on here, but nobody, nobody calls in, nobody asks, nobody, (laughs) nobody does anything. So make sure you guys do that and take initiative or don't be too scared. And also don't be afraid if you're not, too comfortable i know i speak in english um if you want to um parler en français or um go on katika kiswahili you can do that um or um if you even if you want to speak in lingala you can do that i have uh, aunts who speak lingala um So uh, I can always get a translator for that. So you don't have to be scared. I welcome all languages, all 250 of them. All right. We're going to take a quick break here. This is the Congo Report. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Congo Report. We just finished talking about the question of the day. I also wanted to add something. Um... I think that um, um, because because um, I don't want people to think, well, if you marry in a different tribe, what what other tribe would you pick? I, you know, to be honest, there's 250 of them in Congo. Um, it would really be hard to decide. Um, you know, you know, you take your pick. The the one that knows how to treat me right. That's the one I, I say I pick. You hear me? You hear me out there? The one that treats you right, that's the one you pick. Sometimes people are so focused on being insular and being, you know, don't pick a man where you know or you have a feeling that mm, this man might betray the loyalty of the sanctity of the marriage or, or anything like that. I think it's important that you get to know the person 
Like, for example, my parents were engaged for two years before they got married. You know, that was a lot of time for them to get to know each other, to court, to learn, and know how to grow as a unit. I think sometimes in our community nowadays, people just, they want to get married so fast just to say that they have the status of being married without knowing all the, 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 the aspects that being married entails i don't think sometimes our parents i know my 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 grandparents prepared my parents but i don't know if people all the time um nowadays even back home in congo i don't know if they're preparing them the way that they should um my grandparents did a good job of preparing my parents um and especially also their elders like my mom's uncles and things like that they were really good at that so always keep that in mind people and especially if you're living in the diaspora you um i always say you know um if you have to pick between a, a guy who may be from your community or someone who is from outside the community but the guy is maybe not seeing the value of your worth and speaking particularly from a, a woman's perspective you don't necessarily have to go with that now here's the other thing i am also a, a modern girl living in um, a, a, a western nation who is actually i am open to the idea of uh, <laughs> a partial arranged marriage kind of similar to how some of our elders got married only because you know i think the ways i mean i think sometimes when we think of arranged marriage we think of it in a very stark stringent manner we just like you and this person you and this person or arrange a date to get married and that's it um it's actually a little bit more complex than that you actually do have a courting period um to get to know the person and um, when you guys getting, you guys can get engaged. And, you know, I believe that also just in general, without the arranged marriage element, there is a, um, um, I feel, a, a, a waiting period or a thinking period, an engagement where you can decide to break the engagement. And I think sometimes in our, in our community, if you break the engagement, some people see that as shame or there's something wrong there. But it's no, sometimes you need to really have time to think, do I really want to spend the rest of my life and be contractually obligated to spend the rest of my life with this person when I see a lot of red flags? And if it's during that engagement period, you can always say, let's end the engagement. This is not the right path um and find somebody else don't waste their time i always say the more you waste their time the more you've time you've wasted to find your true uh soulmate so that's just me um but yeah uh, but also when you add the the arranged marriage element back in it's also a, a time period to reflect and to think about what is to come and you don't have to always be tethered to that person that you've been arranged with you can always say uh, i've thought about it i don't want this person find somebody else and that's for me because i think i'm a little bit lazy when it comes to all that stuff i'm really shy and introverted so i don't really go out um 
And so I sometimes I think just out of convenience, that may actually be the best option for me. Um, but I'm also not opposed to finding my own person or my own person finding me either. Um, so it's just some things that you need to think about. I think that is true open-mindedness to be open to both options and not just one or looking down in, in a derogatory manner to one and not the other. All right. Now on to our newest segment or one of our newest segments, um, Muziki Wakati. Now I said earlier that I um, picked Rebo for the uh, music uh, Muziki Wakati section, but I actually changed my mind. I have another person. And... It's not necessarily a oldie but a goodie, as we say in the States, but it's also, uh, it's a good one. I think you guys will like it. He's from England, but uh, he is Congolese. Um, I think you guys know this song. One second. sorry um and my mom told me the rough translation means bare feet um and someone can also probably tell me the rest of the the translation and what that the song is saying word for word because uh don't uh again sorry <laughs> the language barrier you guys are gonna kill me you're like hey what kind of Congolese girl is this? She cannot speak Lingala. First of all, I said, none of all Congolese people speak Lingala. That's first. Second, I am not less Congolese because I speak broken Swahili and French. <laughs> okay, I love languages. And one of these days, I'm going to do a full episode in French and a full episode in Swahili. And you guys won't say anything. So, whatever. Um, I love this song because it just has a very uplifting vibe to it. It um, is very danceable, very dancey. And uh, my mom has played this song to death. God dang it. Uh, I can't tell you how many songs I've just seen like impromptu, impromptu um dancing from my mom just like and whenever she hears the song she just breaks out and you know i'm just like what is going on here am i in the twilight zone or what it's it's yeah and it's just like and she makes this face <laughs> to like signal signaling me to like join in i'm like mom please stop sit down <laughs> but she loves the song and it's a really good song uh, definitely gets all the not only the youngsters but all the I see a lot of older people 
jumping and moving keeps you and get those legs limber and flexible so i really love the song just for the the the, the joyful vibe that the song has and also the singer i think bm um of course he did uh rosalina and um bilanda song i think he has another one called pomba um uh, of course, he also did the Rosalina remix with Awilo Longomba, um, which I thought was a perfect fit because uh, Awilo fit right in with the music without skipping a beat. And I think that uh, he um, is really good. I don't know if he produces his own songs or if he um, has his own producers, but he's really good at the um, the choreography and putting you know, and dancing and putting all the dance moves together. I think it's um, just a really good um, overall performer. I actually would like to see more of him. Um, I put him with the Inos Bees and uh, who else is... Oh, what's that one? Ngaze Muete, I think is how you pronounce the name. I put him with them. They're pretty good. And maybe, ooh, maybe one of these days I'll play a song from one of the artists coming out of Lumobashi. Because now we have a, a, a simmering um, or bubbling music scene that was not there before. Ooh, maybe next week I'll play um, like Abeti Masakini or, uh, or uh, uh, Lumobashi Stars. Remember them? They were really good and they had some good, they had some, they had some good songs in Swahili too. And I really liked them. Alright, that ends our Muziki Wakati segment of the show. Next is on to the Siasa. Uh, siasa means politics, um, politique. Um, and um, it's a bit dreary out here. It's raining today It's and it looks like c'est plus um on Congo. Donc, um, <sighs> looks like the Benny thing is not getting any better, guys. It's, it's, I think it's one of those situations where it's only going to get worse before it gets better. And, um, just the overwhelmingly silent response that I have seen from people in Parliament, people in the Senate, it's very, um, disappointing i mean these are your you know they may be politicians but they have to look at it like these are our brothers and sisters too that are dying for what these un uh, personnel have been in all over the congo especially uh, in the east in the east uh, northeast regions for a while now more than 10 years 15 years they've been there and um i don't think that they've done much like they've done some good things with like the m23 um rebellion rebel group and you know sort of disarming them and and uh, destabilizing them um but but that's all that they have to show for in 
10, 15, 20 years, that's the only thing. There's so many things that, that can be done. And I know, I remember I was watching, um, what film was that? I was watching uh, Hotel Rwanda a long time ago. And I remember Nick Nolte's character had was describing to um, Don um, Cheeto's character what the the philosophy of the UN um, was UN personnel and they they are they he said that they are there to keep the peace not make peace and I think that has been lost in translation because I think some of that is also on uh, the Congolese people's part because we shouldn't have expected any less than what they've given us because they are peacekeepers, not peacemakers. In order to make peace, you have to instill a bit of action in the personnel to go and do certain things. If you're keeping peace, that means you're not as aggressive, not as assertive, you're more passive. You are not um, going to take initiative to go and find the trouble you kind of just look around and if the trouble finds you then you may do something but um it's not what i think when they say they are peacekeepers i think us people we interpret it as peacemakers and that's the fault of us and not them um we have to listen to what they're saying and what it actually means to be a peacekeeper um and know that there's a big difference between being a peacemaker and a peacekeeper and the UN personnel are peacekeepers they are not going to help us and it has shown that they have done little to improve the situations in places like Benin um and and look what and look what we have to show for it we have loads of young babies dying rape being used as a weapon of war how many more lives how many more babies do we need to have die how many more a million and i i I really i really think that this is a question for uh the government also we we also need to press in like why have you allowed these people to be be here for 10 15 20 years they have not shown dramatic results they have not like if you give if you over a 20 year period if you're supposed to give like a progress report i think that they would fail because they would not have they would not have passed with flying colors to me there's no possible way and of course i know that the government they're probably not going to be saying much because they know behind they know deep down they can spin this however they want to spin it and lie to the congolese people and the african people as much as they want but just know that we know and they know what the real situation is and it is that they do not care because they're getting bribes from somewhere else and um and you know as long as they're getting money they'll keep quiet I remember, I think my dad played like some voice note on his phone of this like lady like telling the UN people, the Monosco, um, to to pretty much shut their traps. And I think it shows that um, I think we've we're at our wits end like this. 
we're with we're at our wits end we don't need to um to suffer like this just because um a few or or because a government doesn't want to help like if you don't want to be a politician and you want to be a businessman you want to be a con artist go do that but don't insult the the position that you are holding as a as a as a government official I don't under I have strong feelings because um, sometimes the reason why I get so upset at African politicians is because these are your people. You know how much we've suffered because they've experienced the same suffering too, and they still and they know that that wherever a black person goes in the world, they are always going to be looked down at because they are African. They are they have darker skin. They have different features than everybody else, and so they know they know it, what it's like. Because when they, I bet when they go in these other um, foreign dignitary spaces, that they are looked at the same way too, and that's why they have the kind of comments that they make about the Europeans or the about the 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 Chinese or the Japanese, blah 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 blah. But still. They go back and do the same thing that the other people were doing to them. Personally, I think that all African uh, leaders need a psych evaluation. That's not just first we'll start in Congo, then we'll spread out and go all the way to South Africa, all the way up to uh, Morocco and uh, Egypt, the whole continent <laughs> needs a psych evaluation. Um, uh, uh, not the people, but definitely the government various government regimes they all need one um and they need to be dragged out if they don't pass um that's one of the reasons also why i'm going into my next segment uh on siasa about uh, felix chisiketi because that little video speech that he posted on youtube and instagram boo 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 because I just don't understand how this is the number one pressing matter that is going on politically in Congo right now. And he found a way to just like desecrate all over that, (laughs) Um, cut it up, chop it up, throw it up and put it in the trash and talk about really vague, generic ideas that, yes, if you isolate it by itself without putting it in context of uh, the um, the Beni situation, it was you know the he's talking about things that we need. But when you make a video like that, instead of addressing the situation in Beni, that lets me know that you are completely ignoring those people for a particular political reason. And it's very obvious. Why wouldn't you talk about that? Why wouldn't you talk about that? If, you, if I have also my conspiracy theories about him not winning fair and square, but that's another topic for another day. Um, I just feel like everybody saw that political play they're not really good at having a good poker face either they 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 don't really lie really really well then if they want to 
act like if they really want to act like uh the Europeans then maybe they need to pick up their poker faces that they that they do so well and do that for the Congolese people so at least we don't obviously know that they're lying at least shoot at least act like you're trying if when you're, you're gonna lie if you're gonna do that I'm not saying that you should but you know act like it um so Sorry, I went on a bit of a rant. That just really got on my nerves. I, you know, you see people, you know, bleeding, dying in the streets. There was a guy who uh, did a, a a provocative performance piece um, in protest of the situation that's going on in Benin, and he basically put himself in a tub and put like fake blood all over him in a white suit. Um, and got out of the tub and just like, this is what, you know, we're dying for. This is what our deaths are looking like and things like that. I said, that really like touched my heart. I almost shed a tear um, watching that performance piece. But I hope that he rectifies this mistake that he made, Mr. Chisikiri, because when you become president of Congo, you are president of all Congo, not just the the, the Congolese constituents that voted for you. Um, let's uh, take a break. We'll be back with the final segment of the show. This is the Congo Report. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is the Congo Report, guys. We're in our last segment. This is, uh, I don't know, the segment you're waiting for. The segment that um, I usually name the episodes for. If you have looked at the episode, then you probably got a glimpse at what I'm going to be talking about. Um, this is the segment called Mawazo Ya Muyumba. And I'm talking about Congolese weddings today. Um, I had talked about... You know, first I want to, well, you know what, let's start over. Let's start with love. I love weddings, period. I love going to them. It's free food, free music and dancing. Uh, you get to dress up nice, wear makeup, blah, 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 blah. You look glamorous. It's a night of fun and love and joyfulness. I love going to Congolese weddings. I'm Congolese. I love going to them. I'll probably I'm half Zambian, so I'll probably have a kitchen party too. Um, I there are some things that bother me, you know. And I actually there is a YouTuber who uh, posted a video, and it's called "I Hate Congolese Weddings." And I want you to listen to just a bit of a snippet of it, so that you get an idea of what I'm talking about. One second. I am opening up my phone. I'm playing the video. Oh, listen. Itching. I feel like running up and down, punching something. Like, it's so annoying to me. So how did I come to the conclusion that I hated Congolese weddings? So I want to say back in 2012 or 13, when Instagram really, really started popping, we all got familiar with this page, which I have no affiliations toward. This is just my personal opinion. So I think it was Bella Nigel. Bella Nigel in 2012, dog, it was popping, booming. 
Every single time they dropped something, it was fire. And Bella Nigel was an Instagram page that basically focused on amazing and beautiful Nigerian weddings, which I completely love. Like, if you know me, you know that I love weddings. Like, on my spare time, I literally watch wedding videos. I was a sucker for a good wedding, okay? Like, I've never met, actually, no, I used to have a friend, and our bonding time was literally her coming over and us just watching weddings back to back and like giving our little feedbacks, like, I would do this, I would do that. So that's how much I love weddings, okay? So Bella Nigel was booming, everybody kind of jumped on the bandwagon, everybody's wedding was kind of like mimicking that. And one thing I really liked was, you know, the cultural part of it because being African. I don't want to speak for every African country because I don't know, but you know, I know that a couple of countries do practice traditional weddings. And from my understanding, where I'm from in Congo, the point of a traditional wedding is basically like your family and the family of your partner sit together and they swap stories to make sure that there's no vices, there's no maybe like history down the line that hinders the marriage or anything like that. That's from my understanding after asking my grandpa who is alive. Now, it might be different for other people. I'm just speaking on what I was told. So I would think because it's like the word itself is tradition the point of the wedding it's basically to showcase the tradition in which you come from so the food the dance the music the culture the clothing right so of of course apart from bella Nigel, there's been a lot of other pages since then and of course congolese people jumped on the big wagon and there's a page for congolese people now i am not shit talking about this page i don't even know who runs the page i don't really care for the page i don't even follow the page but every once in a while it'll like pop in my um suggestion or like the popular thing whatever and i'll just like click on it to be like oh let me see last week y'all i go on that page and i see a picture and these people are dressed in a full traditional indian wedding attire and i was so confused because i was like is one of these one of these people indians and i started strolling down the strolling down the comments come to find out from my understanding none of the partners were indians and of course some people were talking about like you know oh they're just doing it probably because they like the culture and this is not the first time i see congolese people do this like i've literally seen congolese people congolese brides on their traditional wedding dressed as like igbo brides or like yoruba brides i've even seen some wearing kentes now don't get me wrong i understand let's say if your partner is like from another country feel like it is only fair to showcase both cultures like i'm congolese if i get married to i don't know a Ghanaian man nigerian man even like an asian or indian man out of the fact that we are two cultures coming together i feel like just being the type of person that i am i would want to showcase both my culture and their culture just out of like the fact
that we're becoming one as a union. I've been seeing this a lot more, and it's just become it's just becoming really alarming to me. Shading. This is not just you straying away from your own tradition, because being Congolese, we are rich in culture. Okay, like we are rich, rich in music. We are rich in dance. We are rich in language. We are rich in clothing. So I don't understand why anybody in their right mind would want to dress as like another culture for the sake of what and you know you can sit here and be like yeah people can do whatever they want but what we're forgetting is this is a form of culture appropriation like ultimately this is what it is and that's not okay it, it really pains me because to me the way i see it it's like congolese people we want to be and i'm not talking about every congolese person because clearly i'm gonna be congolese jusqu'à la mort okay like i don't care what part of the world i'm at i'm gonna rep my country i'm gonna rep my culture all right that's enough um but she's saying a lot of stuff here that i agree with and i think first i want to say um I think she chose the title I Hate Congolese Weddings as, like, clickbait. Because I, I don't think she hates all Congolese weddings. I think she just hates the specific Congolese weddings that do this kind of thing. That's the one thing. I watch, I'm kind of like her, my mom and I, and like, in spare time, we'll watch, like, we love weddings. We'll watch weddings um, in our spare time. And just to give this girl critic and um, this uh, youtuber her page is on youtube is called mademoiselle mademoiselle coco and um this was posted last year on june in june june 27th 2018 so also over a year um let me get resituated here fix my seat okay and um that that bothered me because when i first first started watching like congolese weddings on youtube the very first one said like congolese bollywood themed wedding and i said huh let me click this no they didn't because i love watching indian films i love bollywood films um tollywood films you know all that jazz and i looked and i saw these people this girl was in like a full-blown like expensive like sari the guy was wearing like the traditional like punjabi like thing and i'm like what is going on here i'm like what in the tikka masala is going on like what is going i was beside myself now granted i mean she looked nice and i think part of it is we I hate to say this, but I think some Congolese people, they have an inferiority complex. Like they think that our traditions are backwards or because, you know, a lot of the things that we were taught in religion is that our African traditional African spirituality is backwards. It's, you know, worship, it's devil worshiping. And this is what real rejoicing of a real God is all about when they were showing them Christianity, blah, 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 blah. And I think that is an, a reason why some people, um, they turn away from sometimes their religion, uh, or religion, their culture, um, cultural 
traditional cultural customs, especially when it comes to significant events where you're actually supposed to be showcasing that. Um, because I, I don't understand why you would choose someone else's. Like, I don't go, I don't go to, um, I don't go to Congolese weddings to, to see Indian culture. You know what I'm saying? I don't go to Congolese weddings to see Nigerian culture. I don't go to Congolese weddings to see Ghanaian culture. I don't go to Congolese weddings to see Algerian culture. I like, and vice versa. I don't think you go to an Algerian wedding to see Kenyan culture. I don't think you go to uh, a South African wedding to see, to see, um, uh, Senegalese culture. Like, what are we, like what are we doing here i i think um we have to start speaking positive affirmations about our culture i mean our culture is over 80,000 years old and that is something to be praised and to be uplifted and to cheer from the mountain mountain tops about it um i think and it's and especially the clothing. I'm just like we have some of the best clothes makers, seamstresses in the world in Congo. They can really they know how to make some clothes. Why would you go there and and go to like um uh Sabiasachi and get a, and get a custom lenga or sari to wear at your wedding? Like I I never understood that. Or people who wear the gilets, um, Nigerian culture. I don't, I, like, I, one of my uncles said, well, yeah, he said, well, I guess it's okay if you're copying other Africans, other black people, because we're all related, but copying white people, that's where I have a problem. I said, no, I have a problem with, like, I feel like there's a specific, that is your day. If, especially if it's a you know a traditional customary type of wedding like do you like i feel like we would be saying the same like we would be having the same questions if like an indian couple showed up and uh, were both indian nothing african about them and showed up in like some goddamn um geles and um lace ankras like I don't, I don't, um, I don't, I don't understand where the logic is. Like when you go to a Congolese wedding, you want to see their customs. You want to see the, how we do things as opposed to how they do things, because that brings a level of uniqueness and that makes that culture special. I, I told my mom, I said, I want to know everything about traditional uh, Bahimba culture so that I know that when I get married, I want to do everything by the book. Um, and so that I'm not, uh, I'm, um, I'm, uh, how do I say, I am showcasing my culture. I am embracing my culture. I am uplifting my culture. And same thing with my dad, you know, I said, I'm going to have a kitchen party because like, um, in Zambian culture, the ladies, they have like kitchen parties, which are like the customary thing to do, um, like traditional ceremonies and things like that. We watched a really good one one day. It was like, had like a speaker and there was like laughter. There was a nice little mantle there for the bride 
um, where they can like lounge in. It was really beautiful. But still, I don't, I, and it's, and I, I only find this with Congolese people. They always do this. I've never seen it in any other African country's culture that will steal from another country's like clothing. I feel like, I honestly feel like we're the only ones that do this and I don't understand why. Why would we like, I understand we've, the country has fallen on hard times, but, or other countries are becoming more popular, but that doesn't mean you have to abandon your, your culture and your customs just because the other ones are, are becoming more popular and more recognized. You stick to yours and, 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 and just celebrate that. That's the uniqueness that brings, um, the continent together is that, it's what uh, I think makes the, the continent really special is all of the wonderful differences that we can appreciate as African people. And we can also appreciate the similarities too. Um, I don't understand why. Um, oh, what else did she talk about? Let's um, get into. Um, oh, and she says, yeah, we have such a, a rich history. Why would we abandon that? for like and i don't want to say this as like like a dig to like other countries because you know i appreciate indian culture i appreciate uh because those are the ones that i see the most that they are culturally appropriate um i appreciate the indian culture i appreciate their history i appreciate their fashion i appreciate nigerians of course they're lovely people i just it's not about necessarily them it's about us because if the shoe is on the other foot as they say nigerian people would not wear congolese style clothes or togolese people they would not you know what i'm saying it's not um it's not being reciprocated on both sides it's a very one-sided um transaction here let's get into more of what she's saying hold on one sec Certain Congolese people want to stray so far from the culture and pick up other people's culture as their own. Because to me, when I look at it, when I see a Congolese bride dressed, you know, as a Yoruba bride or as an Igbo bride, when I see a Congolese bride wear, you know, those like beads we see Igbo brides wear, or I don't know, I don't even know if it's Yoruba or Igbos that wear. I'm so sorry. To me, it's just like it's a, it's also a form of self hate because I don't think anybody that really Didn't loves themselves and cares for themselves would want to ultimately pick such an important date to want to showcase somebody else's culture like that just doesn't resonate and it is so heartbreaking it's so weird to see because there's some people that literally use the argument of that we just think it's pretty you can't just use somebody's culture as like a costume or like it's not a dress it's not just like oh it's a gold dress let me wear it like all those things have meanings behind them and unless you, you understand the meanings behind them and you use it in the context in which Come it is now. intended to be used you are called 
culture appropriating and I just hate seeing that like it's really disappointing and disheartening to just see people do it over and over like I've seen it all like because you know the argument with a lot of Congolese people we want to say that oh our tradition our culture is tied with witchcraft and to me it's like witchcraft is everywhere India is not exempt to witchcraft you know China is not exempt to witchcraft like anybody and everybody can practice witchcraft okay like and for me the way i see it it's like knowing yourself is such an important part of also knowing like the direction in which you're heading and that's another story for another day so that's the first thing i hate seeing congolese people do the second thing that makes me just cringe now this is just a personal opinion of mine i don't want you guys to feel like you know oh who is she to say this well babe this is my page remember like i'm entitled to share my opinion so i see a lot of Congolese people do this they'll be like we don't listen to secular music we don't want no coffee we don't want fali we don't want fere we don't want papa chéri we don't want weha we don't want we don't want none of that but they will play Wizkid, Tiwa Savage, DeVito, and I'm just like, sis, what's the difference between the two? Is it because DeVito's talking about love in English, or what's going on? Like, once again, I'm just, I don't understand. Third thing that Okay, I didn't know that this happens but what i did i have noticed is that like say if you invite your pastor to your wedding like they will say oh we can't drink alcohol when the pastor's here and and i and i kind of started to pick up on the whole secular music thing because there was like especially in the newer wedding videos there are like like overwhelmingly like more christian based type songs which i mean i'm christian too so you know i i don't you know i don't see a problem with it but i'm just like this is i i feel like that is not the time <laughs> i don't know if this is a good or bad thing to say your wedding reception i feel is not the time to be listening to christian music three three four hours like the whole ceremony or the whole function like that is the time to unwind to get loose to enjoy eat be merry and but i didn't i didn't i've never i didn't notice like oh like they won't listen to like the congolese ones but they'll listen to like the english speaking african songs i don't understand i don't understand if if what she's saying is true i don't understand um why um people would do that because i mean i mean those are secular artists too i mean they're not saying jesus jesus lord help me in their songs and so yeah i i i i uh i don't understand why Oh yeah, that was the other thing that she was talking about. So, 
um before i go into the third thing that she talk about the the second thing that i wanted to get back to is like i i don't feel like okay just because you're a pastor i was saying before like some people like they won't serve alcohol when they're just because the pastor is in the room if you invite your pastor he is not the only person in attendance you you are supposed to be providing everything available for all your guests not just one he is one person um if they're like for me it's like say if my pastor is there he has the choice as a man of god and a leader of god to not drink like he has that option if he wants to drink wine that's on him if he wants to drink soda that's on him i'm not going to tell all my 200 or 300 guests you guys can't drink alcohol while the pastor is here just because he's in attendance and you don't want to and you feel embarrassed that's not that has nothing to do with nothing give some people the liquid courage some jesus juice and let them move along and be merry and dance to this goddamn uh coffee olomi day because why would you do that why would you accommodate or or rearrange your whole drink menu for one person or say that it or oh, you can't drink drink alcohol from this time to this time because that's when the pastor is going to be here i i've i've I have never seen that before but I've heard people do that a lot like they will purposely like get like like the Welch's sparkling wine instead of like actual champagne or actual wine because they know that their pastor is going to be in attendance or they know that a pastor will be there and I'm just like what in God's tarnation are you guys thinking like at the end of the day he is an adult he knows what what he's supposed to be practicing he knows that you if 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 another person wants to drink alcohol or wants to have a stella a trois let them have that if they want to have a glass of moscato red wine let them have it if they want to drink lemonade or they want some sprite or fanta let them drink it it's their choice that has not you can't like forbid other like 200 people because you know that Congolese families were large and you know we're running at least 200 deep so it's like 200 and up to accommodate one person or 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 it would be like the pastor's wife like so like him and the wife because they're gonna be there then we can't drink alcohol no I don't like I have never nobody comes to weddings to drink juice i'm just saying i do because i'm not really a drinker but but again that's my personal choice i choose not to drink alcohol i uh, uh i do have an occasional glass of wine though um but i don't drink like hard liquor or anything like that um i'm strictly a wine person um but you know let people choose that's why i always say opt for an open bar let them choose if they want some juice if they want some lemonade let them have it if not then they don't need to have it or let them drink water or coffee or tea let them let them die of thirst who knows let me get into the third point she was talking about and then i'll be finished here wait a minute because you have gold red flowers you know this that and i'm just like oh my gosh now a 
apart from all those things I hate, I still attend Kali's wedding. I still eat the food. I still dance. I still do my little jizz. But these are just a couple of things that I see and I'm tired of seeing. And I'm just like, when is this going to end? Because I can't take it anymore. And I had to share it with you guys. Here's the reason why this is called Coco's Vent. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoy this. Please comment below and let me know what you think. Let me know if you agree or disagree. We're open to both. It's not by force. You know what I mean? And once again, you already know the drill. Subscribe, like, comment, share. Follow me on all my other... Okay. Okay. So... The third one is talking about how you set up the weddings. Now, I've seen some weddings before that look really, really nice. And then I've seen some that are just like, ooh, we, Lord, help them. Because I, and there are some that I've seen where they are kind of resembling some of the characteristics that she's talking about, um, like, they just are very tacky in the sense that so what she's talking about is like the theme is like okay do you want it to be more the decor the decorations um do you want like the theme to be be very light do you want more of a winter wonderland type of situation do you want more of a rustic vibe do you want more summery colors so you know the yellows the greens or do you want um more warm colors um more autumn like colors so like the browns the golds the ambers and all that what do you want do you want it more floral based as far as like um centerpieces and things of that nature um and i've seen some also some some um decorations that were really well done i always try and look at um because this is actually something that west african weddings they do very well they have a central theme and they get decorations around that theme they're not just picking random things that look nice and then trying to put it together it's like look look at this doesn't this look nice yes it looks nice by itself but when you put it all together in one room it looks like a crayola crayon just threw up in the room sometimes now i have seen some um there was a few weddings actually um in that were in london uh took place in london that looked really beautiful and really nice it was really well done and um i think that a lot of other congolese weddings should take a cue from them because it just came together so well and it was just really um like you can look like it a lot of thought went into the process of the planning and the decorating and um the overall end result to just make the ambiance go together with the theme um yeah that's about it that i have for today i know this one is probably the shortest one that i've done so far um but i was actually um, a bit short on time but that's okay um i'm glad that i got this episode in and it won't be late um hey i just want to let you guys know if you like this episode don't forget to leave a voice message uh, to have your comments read 
on a future episode of the podcast. If you want to continue listening to the podcast, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast on whichever platform that you get your content. That could be Apple Music, that could be Spotify, that could be Breaker, uh, Google Podcast, and Radio Public for Android users. And now we are uh, streaming on Overcast. The, you can get the podcast on the Overcast app as well now. Um, Let's see here. We are always getting it added to new platforms. So always be on the lookout and follow us on Instagram. That is the TCRLRC podcast official. Now I've changed the name so make it official so that you guys know for sure that it's us um, that is going to be on the podcast. Um, you can also, I do, I did go ahead and make a new Facebook page. So go ahead and follow the Facebook page. It is the Congo Report, just simple like that. Or you can um, email us. We have a fan mail email address. That is the Congo Report at gmail.com. That is the Congo Report at gmail.com. I'm always accepting new letters. You can write in whichever language you want. I don't discriminate, I don't care. If that is um, something that is prohibiting you because you know that I do this podcast in English. But I told you one of these days, Buenas and Bibis, I am going to do a full episode in French and in Swahili. I promise you guys, it may not be in the near future, but it may be in the far future. You hear me? All right. That is all that I have today. Have a good evening, a good night, and a good week. Um, see you guys later. Welcome. The, this is the Congo Report. I will see you guys next week. Bye.